are you ready? Discipleship and dating. Can everyone give me that whistle? Discipleship and dating. I can't even do it. I wish I could. Holy Spirit, right now, give me the capacity to whistle. Really awesome. That's like, hey, people have so many cool skills, but whistling is not mine. All I can do is like a kettle. That's it. I can't. Sorry. Any, do we have any good whistles? Can you have any good finger whistles? Oh, that's a good whistle there. Yeah, look at that. Anyone else can any do that? <laughs> Useless. Discipleship and dating. Now, I tried to think of a subheading, but I couldn't think of anything good. So if you're wanting, because we're going to be doing a few series here on discipleship and dating, so you might which one. This one, if we're going to have a title, maybe we can call it Still Thirsty, The Wrong Water. Still Thirsty, The Wrong Water. All right? Discipleship and dating. If you've got a Bible, go to the book of John chapter 4. The book of John chapter 4. And it says Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Now, before we read this, we've got to understand some context so it makes sense when we read it, all right? So Jesus was a Jew. So Jew was like a race of people, a religion, right? So Jesus was a Jew. And so because Jesus was a Jew, he was elite. Can everybody say elite? Elite. So Jesus was the elite because he was a Jew. Jesus was a man. So he was double elite. So in his culture, because he was a Jew, he was elite. But because he was a Jewish man, he was double elite. Now we have the other character, a Samaritan woman, right? Now the best way I can describe what a Samaritan woman was back in this day is like the stolen generation. So if, as, as Aussies, if, if we study the stolen generation, there was kids that were half-caste, right? And so the issue was there were too black to be white and too white to be black. And so they're like, well, I don't fit in white culture and I don't really fit in indigenous culture because I'm in the middle. So that, they had that issue. And so a Samaritan is similar to this stolen generation culture where they, were, they knew Jesus, like they knew about God, but they were half race. They weren't full Jews, they were half Jews. And so they were, they were Jewish enough to know God, but they weren't Jewish enough to be accepted by the Jews. But then, so Jesus was elite and double elite because he was Jew and man. This Samaritan woman is benched. She's not elite. She's on the bottom of the, of the scale. And then because she's a woman, she's double on the bottom of the scale. So we see two extremes right now. We see someone at the pinnacle of society and we've got someone at the bottom. Who's watched Diary of a Wimpy Kid? You got, and, and he has the scale and Fregley's on the bottom. This woman's Fregley. She's on the bottom. The guys at the top don't associate with Fregley down the bottom. It's got a hair on it. But, and so, and so this, is how, this is the tension that's in this situation. Jesus is talking to someone down the bottom and breaking all of the cultural normals, all of the status quo. Jesus is ripping it saying, this doesn't matter. We all make sense. And another one, some other translations will say the woman at the well. Not the Samaritan, but the woman at the well. If you need water, what do you do? Go to tap, right? And twist it, and out it comes. It's magic. Back in the day, taps didn't exist. Plumbing didn't exist. You have to go to a well, a ditch, a hole in the ground that had water in it. I know, it's crazy. Get a bucket, and then I don't know if it's like, doo, 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 doo. I don't know how it works. And then bring out the bucket, and there's your water. And then you didn't just go to the tap in your house and there it is. You'd have to walk miles, kilometers to go to the water each day to collect your water. So there, there, that's so where everyone knows where we're happening. Now we can read it. Cool? John chapter 4, we're going to start at verse 4. Jesus had to go through Samaria on the way. 
eventually he came to the Samaritan village near the field that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired from a long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jesus refused to have anything to, sorry, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? So she's saying, first of all, you're a Jew. You shouldn't speak to me. Second of all, I'm a woman. You definitely shouldn't be speaking to me. As we discussed earlier, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, how do you think you're, uh, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. Oh, sassy Jesus. Can everyone say sassy Jesus? Everybody say sassy Jesus. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus says, you're right, and you, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. Five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You, you certainly spoke the truth, sir, the woman said. You must be a prophet. Then we go jump to 29. Come, she, she's telling everybody about Jesus. She says, come and see the man who told me everything I ever did, all my dirty secrets, all my dirty laundry. Jesus spilt my tea all over me. Uh, could he possibly be the Messiah? Can everybody say, still thirsty? Still thirsty, wrong water. Still thirsty, wrong water. Hmm. Can we pray? Why don't you close your eyes and we're going to pray right now. Holy Spirit, right now we just pray for everyone in this building. We thank you they're not here by mistake, they're not here by happenstance, but they were divinely placed here to hear a message from you. Holy Spirit, we, we block out every distraction and say, you are welcome. You are available. Our eye, we want our spiritual eyes, ears, all our spiritual senses to be open and receptive to leave this place with your truth that we can be and become young men and women of God that live powerfully because we've applied your principles. Amen, amen, amen. We agree. Wow. This woman had five husbands. Can everyone put up a high five? High five. And she's living with a sixth man. Shock horror. This is not cool. This is not good, right? And Jesus knew all about it. Here's the thing, right? I don't know what things you do in life, but Jesus knows all about it. We might go, well, I'll have this secret thing. I'll have this secret little hobby. I'll do this stuff in my life. But Jesus knows everything about you. We might go, no one can understand me. No one gets me. 
you know what? When no one else gets you, when your friends don't understand you, Jesus understands you. He knows the tough things that you went through. He knows exactly where you're at. And I'm so thankful that when I've got nowhere to turn, I have somewhere to turn, and his name is Jesus. He knows everything about me. He knows all my mistakes, and Jesus cares to talk to me. And, and can I tell you, tomorrow when it comes, when you wake up, you might go, you know what? As I said, I'm saying you might be like this woman. No one understands what I've been through. No one understands. Jesus understands. But when you pick up the Bible, when you pray tomorrow, go, you know what, God, I'm speaking to you because I know you understand me. You know exactly where I'm at and you can give me what I need today. Amen? So he, he starts talking about water. Jesus starts talking about water. And this woman thinks he's talking about the well. They're at this well. And, Jesus, and the woman thinks he's talking about the physical, literal well, right? But Jesus is a bit weird, and he's... That was cool. Um, so so Jesus, Jesus is looking at this well, and this, and, and, and this woman thinks Jesus is referring to what's happening in the water. But he's talking about a different water. He's talking about a spiritual concept, not a physical concept. And so Jesus was using her physical situation of drawing water, showing her her, her her spiritual, literal life with men, right? So she had an issue in her life, which was a man. She had a man problem, right? She had a boy problem. Does any girls here know any girls have a girl problem? No, no one? No boy problems? No? Oh, they put their head up. But we know, we know that friend that they've got boy problems. We know that that... that we know people in our life that have issues with relationships. So she had multiple men. So this is what she was doing. She was filling a hole. She was filling a gap with the wrong source. She thought, men, there's a, there's a, there's a hole in my life. As a kid, I used to watch this. If you want to watch something funny after youth, go on YouTube and search up the donut man. The donut man, right? And he had this song about a donut. He says, every human is like a donut because we've got a hole in the middle of our heart. And the only plug that fills our donut hole is Jesus. But this woman was a donut trying to fill her donut hole with men. She thought, husband one, surely he will fix my hole. Didn't work. All right, well, I'll try the next man. Husband two, he didn't fill the hole. Husband three, didn't fill the hole. I think you know where I'm going. Husband four, didn't fill the hole. Husband five, I've had five boyfriends, I've had five husbands. They didn't fit the hole. So he goes, she goes, well, I still got this hole. Hopefully a man will fit the gap. I'll just live with him. Number six. But it didn't matter how much water she was drawing from the well. It didn't matter how many men she was going to. They didn't fill the hole. And so the, we've got to understand, dating can't fill the hole that Jesus needs to fill. I think Chloe's going to have some memes up for us. Do we have any gamers in this place? Can I have a raise your hand if you do some gaming? Um, yeah, Chloe, if you can go to that. So, home is where you are player one. Can I get an amen? Whoop, whoop. Home is where you're player one. Does anyone, make, anyone get that? When you're gaming, at home, you're player one. If you're at your mate's house, they make you be player two of the stingiest. Yeah, so, home is where you're player one. Can we have another meme about being at home, please? Oh, here we go. Home is where the heart is. No, 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 no. Home is where you poop most comfortably. Amen. They, 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 when I finally get home from a long trip and poop in my toilet, that is, come on. We've we got to understand, there's something about, as I've written there, nothing says I'm home like going to the toilet. Do I have an agreement? That's your one place. Like, you go camping, you go to, like, when you go to Youth Alive, you can't go to the toilet. It's just not right. But when you get home, you know you're home 
You know where home is because of where you can, you can relieve yourself most comfortably. Do I have an agreement in this place? Yes, amen. Uh, see, it's like, who, no one likes a Shrek toilet, but when you're at home, it's gold-plated. It is beautiful. It is perfect, right? So home is where you go to the toilet most comfortably, right? So now, Claire, uh, sorry, Chloe, we've got some questions. We've got some debates. So we're going we're gonna, to, can everyone stand up? We're going to do a, a live audience thing. We're going to stand up. All right. Next picture, please, Chloe. Okay. This is very important. If you are a folder, go on this side. If you're a scruncher, go on this side. If you don't wipe, stay in the middle. If you don't wipe, stay in the middle. If you're a folder, on this side. If you're a scruncher, on this side. Okay, so one youth are folders. All right, go back in the middle, go back in the middle. We've got, to, we've got one more quiz we've got, to, we've got to discuss when it comes to the toilet. All right, so one youth. All right, the great debate. Over or under? Over or under? So one youth has voted. Over is the proper way to do the toilet paper. All right, grab a seat, guys. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. So before, before Chloe changes to the next picture, I want to ask a question. Oh, and actually, Chloe, can you go to the next picture for us? Oh, how, how modern is that toilet? That's, that's awesome, eh? Great looking toilet. Clean, pristine. Does anybody know what that box is on the top? No, wait, do anyone, any youth know what that box is? The water box, the, water, the, the toilet tank. Anyone got an idea? What's that called? Anyone got an idea? Our's got it. Our, what is this box on the toilet called? It's called a cistern. Can everybody say that? Cistern. Cistern. What are you doing? Just grab another seat. All right, Max, what is that box on the toilet called? Boom, he got it. All right, good job. Everyone give him a clap. He was listening. Assistant. So, assistant is made to hold water, right? So, back in the old days, there was wells and there was things called cisterns. So, cistern was normally a man-made structure to contain water, right? And then, basically, the only cisterns we see today is is on the top of your toilet. Who loves a good cistern? I am thankful for a cistern. Oh, I'm so thankful. But a, there's a verse in Jeremiah, chapter 2, verse 13, and it says this. But we have to discuss what a cistern is to make sense, right? So a cistern is a water-holding device. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, this is God speaking, the fountain of living water. And they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Wow, very interesting. So Jeremiah is speaking on God and saying, my people have done two dodgy things. First of all, I am the fountain of living water and they've rejected me and they've built cisterns that are cracked that can hold no water and that's a pickle, right? We don't want to be in that position ever. And so it's so easy for us to build cracked cisterns. And so if you're taking notes, write down, I am not a cracked cistern builder. I don't build cracked cisterns. Cracked cisterns are not my future, right? And there's so many things. And so what's a cracked cistern? It's, 
It's like the woman in the well having multiple husbands. She thinks that's the water supply that she needs. Man after man after man after man. And it's a crack system because it holds no water because God is the only thing that can fill our supply. And so people have so many things that they might try and fill the void in their heart. But one massive thing that I've noticed in my seven years of youth ministry, and I've been a teenager, believe it or not, I wasn't just always with a cool mo. I have been a teenager. And one of the major things I notice with youth is we have the issue of building crack systems of relationships. We think, if only I could have a boyfriend. If only I could have a girlfriend. If, I, if only I date every boy in my class. If only I date every girl in my class, every boy at school, every girl at school. I just need someone to love me. Has anyone had that, that feeling before? Go, I just want to be loved. I just want to be valued. That's a great feeling to have. But building on a relationship, on a boyfriend or a girlfriend, is a crack system. Because we think it's going to be have our spiritual water supply, but it's not. It leaks and it's useless. We need to turn to Jesus. And so a, um, the, the, these crack systems, all, like, and we all know people that have built the crack systems relationship cycle. But to be a disciple, because we want to have be disciples, we've got to be tapped into the fountain of living water, which is Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit. And so this lady made her man crack cistern, and it didn't do her any good. And then Jesus came and said, you know what, woman, I'm believing that you can come to me and get the fountain of living water and get your life right. And so we've got to move from going from dating to dating to dating, going, God, no, we're going to be a disciple first and let that uh, dictate our dating, not our di- dating dictating our discipleship. And so uh, we want to be people that go to the fountain of living water. And so right now, can we stand? I think the music team's going to come and join us. But I, I want to pray for us as a youth ministry, right? Tonight, you, for those who are on social media, you may have seen, we, we post at Power Nights. In the book, in the Bible, right, I'll get on stage so you can see me. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And Jesus is saying that I am the fountain of living water. I am. You think this this woman thought she can just keep getting bucket after bucket after bucket and, and living like that, man after man after man. But I'm believing that we can break the cycle. We can break the chain in our life. You know what? I don't have to live after boyfriend, after girlfriend, perpetually in this chase, but go, Jesus, I know you can feel that. The longing that I'm trying to feel with boys, the longing I'm trying to feel with girls, God, you can feel my lack. And you can be the abundant uh, flowing water in my life that actually helps me be successful. You don't need the tag of a girlfriend. You don't need the tag of a boyfriend to live your best life. You To live your best life, you need to be plugged in with Jesus. You need to have that connection correct so that we were able to move and do exactly what God wants us to do. And so I want to I want to pray for, for you as we're going to sing, but I'm going to pray, I want to pray in faith over us as a youth ministry that this year, that this term, we're going to go, God, we decide to be a disciple first. We're not going to get worried about dating and, and drawing the wrong water. We want to draw from the living water from Jesus himself. So right now, collectively why don't you close your eyes why don't you you, you, you 
maybe take a step so you're, so you're by yourself. I want you to right now put away every distraction that could be distracting you. I don't know what, what people around you, but why don't you get, as soon as you need someone first, you go, God, Jesus, speak to me. So right now in your head, why don't you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now? Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to do in my life right now? Because we, we've got to get, we We've got to make this a, 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 current, a common occurrence in our youth ministry where after a message, we've got to go, Holy Spirit, what in that was for me? Holy Spirit, what in that was for me? So why don't you just ponder that right now for a few moments? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? And I'm going to pray for us as you, you ponder that, all right? Jesus, we thank you that you are the living water, that you are the fountain that we as disciples build our lives upon that you are the supply that we need. You are the, the source of life that we need. And God, right now, we just pray for every cracked system that we have built, that we think this will be what can hold the water. This will be what satisfies my life. But God, we, we understand that boyfriends and girlfriends or cars or or this or that, those things, those titles that we, we desire, those titles that we long for, God, we understand that they actually aren't what counts. You are what counts. Your spirit is what counts. Holy Spirit, I, I just pray over our youth ministry. I pray for those behind me and those in front of me, God. That we, And we pray for those that aren't even in the room right now. That this year, you would fill us afresh. You would fill us anew. That we, we would speak in heavenly languages. That we would have dreams, desires. That you would birth in us boldness and passion to see something powerful take place.